Because that's risky business. I am risky business. It hurts, doesn't it? All your dreams just hops down the fucking drain. What's happening, guys? Welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast, streaming to you live on the Player Profiler Network of Shows. It is your boy, it is Memphis. And on tonight's show, we're going to be talking about 2023 and its riskiest rookie picks for Dynasty. But I'll tell you who's not risky, but he is. But he's always been worth the reward. He is my co-host. He is the man of the hour and the man with the power. Jerry Sinclair, buddy, what's up? Just like every single introduction, you never, never let me down. And I appreciate that thoroughly. Randall, here's the thing. We are on the precipice of the NFL draft. And if there's one thing that could be any more arousing than that to somebody that would listen to this podcast or have a podcast talking about these sorts of things. I don't know what it could possibly be to say that I am excited is a steep, steep under appreciated statement because I am so ready. I could run through my wall if the old lady would not be upset and we would definitely lose our deposit, but it's fine. Because it's worth damage it. deposit gone. Just draft is here. It, uh, honestly, I, uh, my landlord's a nice guy. I think he would understand. He, he would. It's it's draft week. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm just ready for it to be over. I want to know where guys are going. We've analyzed the 40 time. We've we've looked at measurables. We we've done all that. I'm ready to draft. Now, when is your first rookie draft? I'll tell you. Uh, Tyler Gunther of the Dynasty Happy Hour. I'm in a league with him and, you know, the nerds and a bunch of other podcast hosts, if you will. And we'll start Friday, maybe Saturday night, like, like Saturday night, I think is like 6 p.m. is my first draft. When's yours? When, when's the first I, go live? The, the official draft, I think, is like Sunday at noon or something. But I know a bunch are getting opened prior. So like like my home league, I know it is open and available to pick as soon as the first round starts but there's not a timer on it until Sunday. For whatever reason, we always just do a day just because we're degenerates and we want it to be done. So then we can tinker with our teams because we're psychopaths, just like everybody that has a passion for this game. But essentially, once the draft kicks off, I'm not a person that's going to draft before the draft. I I play Dynasty. So I, I want all the information that is there for me. There are others. You are purists and you look down your nose at peasants like me. Don't care. Yeah, uh, our our admin. So we have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And our admin is a, uh, he's actually like a Scottish guy, but he lives in Australia. And like 5 p.m., let's say the NFL draft is like wrapped and done by 5 p.m. That'll be like 7 a.m. local time in Melbourne. And I guarantee you, so he'll go, we'll go in numeric order. So we'll do patron one. Then when patron one's over, two, three, all the way up through through all of our patron leagues. And Neil will not be outdone. Like the minute Mr. Irrelevant is announced, I guarantee you he will turn the draft on in Patreon 1 because Neil's about that action. He's ready. I'm ready. You're ready. I'm ready for rookie drafts, man. 100%. And that's the thing that, about Australians. So Dynasty Warzone listeners, we have we have a nice little following with Australians just because we have done so many shows with G and AJ of the Aussie guys. And we put out decent stuff every once in a while. 
or the Australians just don't know better, but they're even more psychopathic than Americans are because they'll, they'll go to a bar and watch a game at midnight. That'll, you know, it'll be a night game here or, or, or an AM game. It'll be like the London game and they'll be watching it at midnight. They're just, they're psychos or they'll wake up super early and watch. They're still super interactive, which is why at 5 AM I, I couldn't do it. Uh, I, I could, but luckily I live in the, the good old U.S. of A. So I don't. Damn right, brother. I don't. I don't have to. Uh, don't have to worry about it. So uh, if you're watching this live on YouTube, so we'll be doing this live every Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. I think we'll be one of the first shows because I know the Podfather, Cody, Theo, a lot of these guys are going to Kansas City for the draft, and then their the travel day home for these guys is Sunday. So next Sunday night at nine, we'll be able to kind of give you our snapshot moment in time. Hey, what do we think? You know, initial reactions to where these guys have landed, who's up, who's down, you know, just it'll be mostly a recap of the draft show. You know, what did we think? And we'll keep putting stuff together. So tonight we're going to be talking about risky rookies, but that's on the player profiler YouTube feed. Now, if you're watching right now and I can see how it's a lot, I'm actually really impressed. The number of people watching this stream right now. Thank you for tuning in. Go over to Dynasty Warzone when this feeds over. Subscribe to our channel because tomorrow night, not on this channel, but on the Dynasty Warzone channel, I am going to be doing an interview with Casey and and or, I don't know if they're both committed or not, but I'm getting Casey and or both Casey and Jay Wayne from the FF Dynasty, another tremendous Dynasty YouTube and content channel. So if you want to catch that, that'll be tomorrow on our YouTube channel. And our boy Dallas from the Rookie Rundown, he did his draft cap or fact. Um, a lot going on, Jer. Just a lot. Everybody's got a ton of shows. The one thing that we are going to do, normally we launch our bonus show on Friday. I'm going to lo- launch that on Tuesday this week. Just Look at you, uh, guys. Just, just a man of the people. M- maybe I'll jump on. Maybe I'll get a hold of you and we'll do like a bonus show on like Thursday night, you know, during, I don't know. We'll figure that out. But uh, these people are here to talk about risky uh, risky rookies. But, Jerry, you know what we didn't do last week that we normally do? Oh, I know where you're headed. Well, kind of. So good people, bad tweets. So that's where Jerry or I see a tweet on Twitter, and we're like, man, this is bad. This is bad. This is bad for Dynasty Gamers. This is bad for everybody. And... But I actually found a really good one, Jerry, because it's not always about tearing people down. Sometimes it's about celebrating good tweets. And this this one actually comes from Alan Seslowski of the Sonic Truth Dynasty podcast. He's like the like the host slash administrator. All right. Great guy. I'm going to be doing a show with him in the not too di- not the not too distant future. But uh, Alan tweeted. If you are yelling buy low on Jamison Williams for a six-game suspension, it's clear you don't play in real dynasty leagues. The correct advice is buy high. He wasn't available before today. Now you can acquire him if you pay full freight. Jerry, as a Lions fan, as our resident Lions fan, A, how are you handling Jamison Williams in a dynasty league? And how do you feel as a Lions fan? You don't want me to answer as a Lions fan because, like I said in the Dynasty Warzone Patreon chat, as soon as I got the update, it was, what the fuck? Scrap the program. Because there is one thing that the Lions love to do, and it's to disappoint me. Um, 
so I mean it sucks. It is what it is. We we've seen the NFL has very specific rules on things. Some of them are shenanigans. This is probably one of them, but it is what it is. There is no getting around it. That kind of stuff is always just going to happen. As far as for Dynasty, I don't want to say buy high. I, I mean, I know you sort of want to avoid that, but why Why did you love the tweet? Because I, I am teetering towards not caring about Jameson Williams. And I know that's, that's a little hot takey, but honestly, the guy played a third of the season last year. He caught one pass. I mean, I'm a Lions fan. I want this man to be a superstar. He caught one pass. It was pretty. Don't get me wrong. 40-yard touchdown. I loved it. I screamed. I fist bumped. I had a good time. So he had the injury, which, whatever. That is what it is. It's behind him. He comes back. He's not very productive. And then now he's suspended for, even if it's a shenanigan reason, it's still something. It's just another, another something. And the other biggest issue, he's always going to be second fiddle to Amon Ra. Since Jared Goff walked into the D and donned the Honolulu blue and silver, Amon Ra and him have been two peas in the pod. They've been peas and carrots like Forrest Gump would tell you. And I just don't think Jameson Williams is ever going to be able to jump that. So uh, let me ask you a question. If the correct answer is to buy high, what is the value at right now? Let's say rookie picks. Give me a ballpark rookie pick that you want to you want to pay Jamison Williams for. Because I'm guessing if you believe in Jamison, it's 109 or something. Well, I I want to give 111. See, that's what I'm saying. I I I don't think the Jamison Williams owner is going to do that. Probably not. But I I would like I would love to give 111. 111 would be my goal. So. On the Sonic Truth podcast on Wednesday night, we did a live mock draft. It was Matt Kelly, the pod father, Theo, Cody, uh, Alan was the moderator. We had Jax Falcone. And I would love, absolutely love to get out of the 111. As a matter of fact, forget Jamison Williams for just a second. I would love to get out of the 111, period, because it gets really dicey. If you have like a GM in your league that's got like 204 and 205, because you know how sometimes that, that future – Second, you know, if if I can get two early to mid seconds for like 111, do it because there is a significant tier break in a super flex league where I want to want to, you know, get out of that pick. So what I've been doing right now and, and, and don't tell anybody my secret, if I've got the 111 or 112 and I've got a couple of those because I've been known to win a league or 50, but what, off. What, what I've been doing with my 111 and 112 is I'm just finding a team that finished in the bottom three last year and I'm roster surfing and I'm just offering them 110, 111, 112 for their 24 first. Because if I finished 110, 111, 112, I've won a lot of leagues. And the player that I'm going to get at 110, 111, and 112 in Superflex is not going to change my roster. Right. Not hardly at all. For Jamison Williams, that that's where I'd be comfortable buying. I don't know if I could get another GM. That's what I mean, though. That's I mean, that's but 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 that's, that, that, that's, that's, no. that's quite a bit lower than he went last year. Not really. I mean, there there, his... there were leagues where that man went one hundred and four. Well, I'm but 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 again, this is the day and age where everybody jumps to the worst case scenario. Oh, 100%. So it, 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 it's a six game suspension. But I will say right now, you're kind of playing with fire. That's why I'm comfortable with one eleven. Because you mentioned the significant relationship 
between Amon Ra and Jared Goff. Now, because of the actions of Quintez Cephas, who got cut, and the fact that they traded TJ Hawkinson, the Lions are in need of another weapon. And if they use, let's say they use 20 overall, and let's just say hypothetically they take Zay Flowers or Quentin Johnston. I wouldn't love the Johnston pick, but you see how it could make sense. Yeah. For Then all of a sudden, now it's more target competition. So I don't know that I'm I'm buying full freight, but but I like the thought. I like the thought of of trying to get him for a, a late first in Superflex. I'll be honest. Once you get past the the 105, 106, and like well, like once you get past Jackson Smith and Jigba in a one QB league, I, I'm fine going after Jamison Williams. We're so close to the draft now. Maybe I'd like to see where Zay Flowers landed or. You know, um, I mean, Marvin Mims, Quentin Johnston, you know, those guys. But but really, really, I just felt bad for Jamison Williams because I didn't feel bad that he got suspended because I guarantee you as someone who's who's both conducted and sat through many a boring ass corporate training. I know the NFL has put these guys through this, but also also as a guy who's been through a lot of boring corporate based trainings. I could have been just like Jamison Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't gamble on the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be fine. Of course. And and and, and then he makes a bet in the Lions parking lot, and I I could just see me making that same mistake. So I don't. I don't. I don't think he's going to get replaced. I don't think the Lions will draft one. I think that's why they signed Marvin Jones because he's. I mean, he's an older, similar version. He can rip the roof off. He's good at making a contested catch. He's been there before. He's he's a savvy veteran. I I think this. I think this just showed that they sort of knew that was coming on because it was sort of weird to bring Marvin back. Good NFL wide receiver. Don't get me wrong. It just. He seemed too similar to Jamison. I'm guessing they sort of knew this was already going to happen, and that's why they did it. He's just a little Band-Aid. I'm not saying that Jamison is worth a sack of nickels, but it, 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 all of the information we've gotten since draft day has not been good. It, it, uh, it has not been nice. We had we had the one little blip where the, the Dogecoin spiked when he got the 40-yard touchdown, and that was it. Yeah, I, I like I said I, I feel bad, but I'm I'm I, I told you what I'm buying for, and, and I, I told you what what I'm selling for. So that was a tweet from Alan. Again, Alan is the moderator slash mediator between Cody, I mean, not Cody, excuse me, Theo and Matt on the Sonic Truth. But Jerry, I actually put out a tweet. And I, I do this about once a week. It, it didn't go viral, but it was uh, very, very uh, debated. And I put out controversial, if you controversy, you know, but controversy creates cash. And I said, I've checked three dynasty ranking services, none of them player profiler, and all three have Trey Lance significantly ahead of Jordan Love. And my question is, how? Now, I'm not saying that Jordan Love is way better or worse, but like right now, they're the same dude except I'm 99% sure where Jordan Love is going to start this year. And I can't say that for Lance. And here were the three services. If you want to know player profilers' rankings, you got to go over. You got to get Dynasty to Deluxe at a minimum. Uh, I would recommend the all-in package. That's up to you to decide. But these were all free rankings, by the way, and they're worth exactly what I paid for them. Right. Nothing. So, so I went to Fantasy Pros. They have Trey Lance as their QB 14. Hmm. I went to Mike Clay's 240. Now, Mike Clay's 240 is a uh, a decent document. But he has Lance 17, okay? 
And then I went okay. to fan tracks because all you got to do is throw in the Google machine. If you want free rankings, throw in the Googles 2023 Dynasty Superflex rankings. And, and these are some of the top hits along with Draft Network. And, and there are more. And Jerry, so all of these services had Trey Lance significantly ahead of Jordan Love. It, and this is how you spot Which value. didn't surprise you, though. It, it doesn't surprise me, but can I say it bummed me out? How yeah. fucking stale are your rankings that you have not moved Trey Lance from your QB 11? You've got to be shitting me. This is egregious. I mean, I'm not saying it because I've always used player profiler, but damn, guys, you do understand that people are new to Dynasty. I don't think it's great content. They do content, and I think it's great for newer, freshly starting Dynasty GMs, but like the Matthew Berries, the fantasy footballers, they're doing this stuff, right? So that engages more Dynasty GMs to play Dynasty fantasy football, which I think is great. But then they do exactly what I just did. Hey, this is my first ever Superflex League, right? This is what they do. First ever Superflex League, and they, it's 2023 Dynasty Superflex. Oh, what do you know? Trey Lance is, is 14th overall. I should take him ahead of, I don't know, Russell Wilson? Kirk Cousins? You mean guys that are actually going to help you win fantasy leagues? It's mind-boggling. Again, I'm not to say that, that Jordan Love is going to come in here and Trey set the world. Trey Lance on. is sexy. He came <sighs> into the league sexy. He's still sexy. But se sexy, you, sexy I'm not has saying it smart. And listen, we have always, for the last half a decade we've done this show we have been about steak and not about sizzle but you know damn well rankings are completely mirroring how sizzly somebody is and trey lance was third overall to san francisco he could run it really far second like McKinney? Uh, well, I mean, he could. Uh, uh, when mean, we two, started two the Dynasty War Zone back in 1988, back when the last time that dude played a football game. He's had 420 pass attempts in a presidential cycle, an Olympic cycle, in four years. Yeah. So that's what I I'm mean, saying. Like, like Jordan Love has 102 career pass see, attempts. See, here's, well, here's the thing with Jordan Love, though. Ain't never been sexy. Ain't nobody on the planet was planting their flag for Jordan Love to be the king. And then when he gets drafted to the Packers, even those that maybe, maybe wanted to be Neil Armstrong on the moon planting the flag, they hid it behind him. And they said, oh, no, 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 he's, oh, he's uh, with the Packers now. And, and that backed away. He stopped being sexy. And he's been forgotten of. He's no longer the new hotness. He's old and busted, even though he's not. Listen, I, I'm with you. And maybe Trey Lance is exponentially better than Jordan Love. Maybe he is. But you're right. I ain't seen shit. And, 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 and if I can get them for the same price when they're not well, entirely should, Based different on what players, I'm seeing, you should be able to get Jordan Love Plus. Um, so we're doing uh, a startup. Oh, yeah, uh, Jordan, I, I'm, I would guarantee you can get Jordan with a Juicy Plus. We're not, ta we're not talking 207 sprinkled in there. So we're in the middle of doing a dynasty startup at our Patreon. And, and can you imagine if you took where these folks have him, could you imagine taking him and then realizing later in the draft, holy shit, I've got to take another QB because I've got to start too. And I'm not sure what they're doing. The latest right. rumor is four days ago is that the Niners and the Vikings are talking about potentially moving Trey Lance, which I'm going to first of all say that's a little bit concerning. Wouldn't Ram Carthon 
who was in the building when he was drafted with the with the 49ers, wouldn't he be interested in Tennessee? You know, maybe bring your guy. Didn't D'Amico Ryans, wasn't he the DC in in San Francisco? And now he's the head coach of a team that needs a quarterback? And you're not hearing any of that. You're hearing as like a flyer to the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, I mean listen, Jordan Love, never been sexy. Never going to be sexy. Might be dog shit. Not gonna, not gonna. If if someone wants to make that argument, I'm fine with you. But all of those same exact things can be said about Trey Lance. Stop drafting Trey Lance as your or having him as your dynasty super flex quarterback too, because you're gonna be in a world of trouble here unless you you catch lucky. And if you got if you got one of the if you got him, like if you got you know Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and then you got a boring guy, you got Kirk. You got Derek Carr, you know, you got somebody that's going to finish as QB 11, QB 13. You know what? Go ahead. Take your shot on Trey Lance. Go ahead. But what, d- what don't take him as for? a QB two because you're going to, you're going to be so upset. He's it, a QB because, three with upside, deep yeah, upside. So the what volatility, it's, it's not a good structure to build a team. I will agree with you there. You did it to me. What's a, what's a good value to pay for him in a dynasty with rookie picks? Trey Lance, like, like, where am I taking Trey Lance in these rookies? No, no, no. So what, behind all of them. So, so I said I would give 111, 110, and a super yeah. flex for Jamison Williams. I would give pick X for Trey Lance. So what That's would Jerry probably, do? Probably similar to that, I would guess, because that puts him. I would say that puts him QB what five in this class. If I took him there, would you rather have he, him? He has or he Anthony has the Richardson? shot that if he is a starting quarterback, he can be effective. So I can take a shot on him there, but also I don't really want to risk it because I've been I've been playing the the who is he game for three years. So I don't I don't want to move up any higher than that. I know you don't want to pay that much for him. I I know I, that I, for I, a fact. I, I'm not I'm not going to offer enough to get him. So I'm yeah, not even exactly. going to I'm not even going to well, waste one, my... one and once again I don't think one ten or one eleven is either. I I think the person that has Trey Lance is probably just holding them, keeping them in their back pocket, and if he doesn't become anything. You know, you didn't you didn't get the sunken sunken cost, and you didn't recoup a little bit of value. But if he does turn into something, you know, it, at least he's there. He's like, uh, you put a fifty dollar bill in your coat pocket in the winter, and then you put that bad boy away. And then when October, November, I don't know where y'all live, but it gets cold here early, and and you see it, hey, you know, maybe maybe you can strike a little gold that way. Well, you're gonna have a tough time getting him because the GM that has Trey Lance on his has roster is probably a, is a, is a is a Trey Lance fan. But that True. makes it that makes him even more Jordan Love like. Is that you may if if he gets traded to a team like Tennessee, there's a good chance they could run. They're not trading Ryan Tannehill. It costs them more money to get rid of Ryan Tannehill than to keep yeah. him. Not to say that he wouldn't start some. Your your best case scenario as a Trey Lance GM is that he lands with like Houston. That's your best case scenario. Is Houston yeah. is literally your best case scenario. Tennessee is your second best. But if he goes to Minnesota, the team that won the division last year, that should be looking to repeat. I know Kirk some, Cousins is on his last year of his deal. Some rumors about the Lions, too. Not to keep talking wolf, about the Lions, wolf. but I've been hearing a lot of that uh, lately. On that note, these uh these bad these bad dynasty rankings have got me thinking maybe you guys need some good dynasty rankings. So let's listen to the pod father tell us about good dynasty rankings and the dynasty dominator now i know many of you are looking for a secret weapon for your dynasty league and i have it it's called the dynasty dominator app you go to the app store go to google play it's right there it's five dollars to download and then every year it's five dollars to load 
the next incoming class of rookies. You can add super flex, add tight end premium. It's incredible because it allows you to look up players. It allows you to vote on whether a player is a buy, hold, or sell, and then see the market sentiment on that player. And you can compare their lifetime value rating from player profiler to their dynasty ADP at the FFPC, all in the price lookup tool. And beyond that, we have a trade analyzer. So you'll never lose another dynasty trade again. And in our settings, you can set, this is a win now team. This is a rebuilding team. And then we let you compare players. Look at their metrics side by side. Prospect metrics, NFL metrics. It's all there. It's five bucks in the app store. There's some add-ons for super flex and to buy the upcoming rookie class. Every year, you're going to spend $5 on this thing. And it's going to be well worth it. So there you go. $5. Five. Jerry, what's gas a gallon out there in Iowa? Three fifty, probably. About okay, three fifty. So, so one and a half gallons of gas. Now, that's not like for like a month, like a patron subscription. It's not $5 a day, like a cup of Starbucks coffee. It is $5 for the year. And then, like the man said, you have to load the next rookie class in there for $5. With inflation, you're not going to get a better value, and you don't have to see bullshit rankings like I literally had to talk about to start off this show. But, Jerry, I'm ready to talk about risky rookies. How about you? Yeah. I mean, listen, we love we love poo-pooing on some stuff. Let's get it going. Well, I, I don't know necessarily that, that, that I mean, you always bring it I back know, to poop. I you know, I know. For, for those that are new to the show, Jerry loves poop. It's, it's, I like talking about poop. It, it, poop's it's funny. funny. Poop, 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 poop. I'm a child. Poop. I am. Poop. I am. I will be 35 in like eight days or something. Poop's Happy still funny. early birthday. Yeah. 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 For uh, now that, that we can't agree on. I don't care how old you are. Poop is always going to be funny. And uh, Jerry, who is the, the, the first rookie that you think carries a lot of risk? Now, remember, we're not actually pooping on these guys. No, uh, you guys are going to, y'all will think I am a poopy content creator when I say the name that I'm going to say though. And that's because it's Jameer Gibbs. Well, but, but wait a second, but, but with great risk comes great reward. I know you, I I know you were a poker player. I'm a poker player. I know the Podfather played cards back in the day and famous poker player, player, Doyle Brunson. He once said, sometimes you have to go out on a limb. That's where the fruit is. So Jerry, I'm, I'm going to give this to you. You're going to talk about Jameer Gibbs and why you think he carries risk. Listen, I, it's just what he has done. He has been a very explosive running back. So was CJ Spiller, which is who player profile comped him to. So was Javid Bess, who I comped him to last week. So was Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who had a 1,800-yard season his last year at LSU on the way to a national championship and looked absolutely effing phenomenal doing it and ended up going in the first round to Kansas City with Andy Reid as the head coach, and not a single person wants to talk about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire anymore because this kind of thing can happen. He just does not fit the size mold that would suggest that he is going to be a dominant long-term dynasty running back. I'm not saying it's not impossible. Alvin Kamara has absolutely done exactly that. And Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had some glimpses where he had some good seasons, and so did C.J. Spiller, and so did Javid Best. And if Jameer Gibbs can end up in a good situation and put it all together, I'm just saying he is not foolproof. Just because everybody in the Twitter and the Dynasty community wants to anoint somebody the RB2 does not mean that they are going to win you championships in and out. 
And where you have to get Jameer Gibbs is very expensive. It is, I mean, he's not going to be going past 105. And those are picks that will have value that are tremendous and can sometimes change entire trajectories of how a dynasty roster shapes out. So it is, I'm not crapping on the man. I will have tons of shares because I do like the cut of his jib. Sort of a, there's a little bit of a pun there. But it, that, to, that to is say a dated he's, term. That is a very yeah. dated term, Jerry. I, well, I, I don't even have time to get into jib cutting. But I, I, I I'm I've, just saying, I've never. He, he's seen, got a little risk to him. I, I've I've never seen Alvin Kamara. I'm gonna be honest. When I see him, I see Christian McCaffrey, and I don't know if it's the the, the connection to Alabama. But if you look at these guys, you know, Gibbs is a little bit got a little bit more body mass on him. He's got like just over a 29 body mass, whereas Christian McCaffrey is just over a, a 28. And I mean, if Jameer Gibbs lands in a running back friendly situation, and I think the friendliest for what I would want him to do would be Atlanta or Miami. But if he lands into a spot where they're going to use him as a weapon, I I don't think in 2023, I want a running back who's a traditional running back, like between the tackles, bruiser, you know, uh, Derrick Henry type. Now, Derrick Henry's an anomaly because Derrick Henry is a super freak. Yes, correct. Uh, but but I, I've always seen Christian McCaffrey because of the pass catching. Do you think he could be? Which, I, I, oh, he, he, he might be that kind of pass catcher. Is that catcher? the upside? Is that the upside of his realm if he's like a dominant? Like even Austin Eckler, if he gets that kind of a role? I, I Yeah, I mean, I think he's, even though they're, as runners, they're just so much better. Like, I mean, Jameer Gibbs has had, I think it's like a 900-yard season or something that he had at Alabama rushing. I don't remember exactly. But Christian McCaffrey had a 2,000-yard rushing season and had like 45 catches. Like, he is, we talk about superhumans. That man's a superhuman. That boy's a freak, just like Derrick Henry, just in different ways. I just, I don't see a situation where that man's going to get 220 rushes like he'll get he might get 50 catches and he might get 145 rushes you know who he is he's deandre swift sometimes you're gonna see him make plays that you're gonna go holy shit this man is revolutionary and he's just not gonna get enough work i i just i cannot imagine any team is going to make him the backbone of who they are I don't and, want and him to that, be the and backbone. And if that's the case, then he's then he's Swift. And what is Swift? I mean, he's Swift, he, he, he's he's disappointing. He sizzle. He's Crazy. certainly sizzle. When healthy, he's actually been quite yeah, good. Hundred percent. Except for but what they the have to do is not give him the ball a ton because he can't stay healthy. And I'm not saying that that's going to be the same thing with Jameer Gibbs, but he's risky. He is not completely insulated from these rankings for sure. No, I, I agree. But again, with risk comes reward. And if you're going to risk it, that's why we want to talk about these guys. If you're going to risk it, you got to make sure you're getting something out. I think he's got RB1 overall season or two in his future if he lands with a, a Mike McDaniel in in Miami. I think they can scheme him up. I, I want to see him land with a coach that I really like. It would tell you a lot of negative things about Javante Williams, but I would love for him to go to to, to Denver with a with a Sean Payton and the way that he actually used Alvin Kamara 
So I, I would love that, Jerry. My first guy is a guy I've not been super high on, but I, I can't pretend like there's not some reward, but I think there's a lot of risk with Quentin Johnston. My, my concerns with him is that he's he's good size, but like he's not like a, a DK Metcalf. You know, there was some concerns around DK Metcalf's agility score. You know, was it was it his three cone or his short shuttle, yeah. whatever it was? Yeah. It was not great. But you know, DK would just like run by you. And I, I'm not seeing that. Six three, pretty tall, especially for this class. You know, there's not a lot of that Actually. prototypical outside big body, you know, wide receiver in this class. 208, you know, good arm length, but he's not fast. You know, he he's not you know, agile. So he's not going to be like this smooth route runner. I just don't know how he scores fantasy points. I see him as like that big body clasher on the outside because he can jump. He's got great, you know, vertical and broad jump measures on player profiler. I just don't know how he wins. Now, again, the right scheme. And that's something else that I'll do. Uh, a good friend of the show is a gentleman named Shane Hallam. He does fantasy football and mock draft work all over the place. He's been recruiting these guys, not recruiting, he's been scouting these guys and analyzing these guys since they were in high school. So he literally, like in a, like a weird Devi league that he's in, he just drafted Peyton Manning's son. Not his nephew, his son, who's like in eighth or ninth grade. It's super deep. He's been tracking these guys forever. And when these guys land, I'm going to have Shane on the show. And Shane's going to say, hey, this guy is or is not a stylistic fit. I think Quentin Johnston is very landing spot dependent. We all are, but I just don't know how he wins at the NFL level, Jerry. I I was sort of pissed that you got this one because I have pretty been pretty vocal. We covered this. That, we covered this last week. I write I the show sheet. You, you get the pen. You get the power. I have just not been a fan of Quentin Johnston, really, just it, for where he is, and he absolutely one hundred percent could be my biggest mistake of this rookie class. And I have accepted that and I've come to terms with it. I just, I watch him and I see him and I just, I don't see a star. I, I, he's good and he can, he can put on the jets for sure. And he can make little moves. You know, he, he loves doing the little spin off of people doing a little curl route, spin the other way that the tackler is coming from. And he makes some extra yards and he did great in the playoff against Michigan doing that he did good against big 12 defenses NFL safeties ain't biting on that they're going right through you homie and I just I don't I think he'll be fine and I think he'll have a nice long career I just don't know if he is going to be dynasty relevant and like I said could be totally wrong on that can, can I not, give you not, dynasty, not a scout he's just can, can I give you dynasty PTSD <laughs> yeah go do ahead. you know who his comp is on playerprofiler.com uh Think, is it TCU, be like, think TCU wide receiver. It's not Jalen Rager, is it? No, it's it's Josh Doxon. Uh, okay. Uh, the 2017 wide receiver class. What a time to be alive. Or oh, 2016. Man. Yeah, that was that was a uh, yeah because that wasn't 17. 17 was the no, big was the big running, running back, back class. Yeah, 2016. All right, give us your second rookie that you think has got a tremendous amount of risk going into rookie drafts coming up. This, uh, as a matter of fact, a week away. Michael Meyer. Tight ends, man. I Michael just, Mayer. Michael Mayer. Meyer, oh, white, white uh, mask. Uh, also. Uh, stabby knife. Also SNL. Um, Michael Blue Mayer. I just, I just tight ends in general, and he's just the most expensive one, which is why he's the one that's going to get named. Tight ends just 
don't do anything to help us. Ever. Like, unless you have Travis Kelsey, and then there's like three guys that are okay, but they don't d- change anything. And then there's just a bunch of just... Bleh. And I gotta, I gotta play, I gotta pay an early second for him to to have him be valuable, maybe in two or three years. No thanks, I, I'm good on that. It, 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 that's just a that's a Jerry thing. I I Noah Fant, OJ Howard. I mean, Hawk is sort of okay now, but not awesome. David and Joku. I mean, Kyle Pitts is fine. Evan Ingram, like we've we've been through this. We always go through this. I mean, Eric Ebron. I'm now I'm just going down a lion's trail. Brandon Pettigrew. We've had a lot of first round tight ends. We've had guys go in the first round of tight end premium and non tight end premiums. Like the year Hawk and Noah Fant came out, Dawson Knox was a second round NFL draft pick. He was getting hyped up. It's just we've seen it over and over and over again, and there is not a worse position in fantasy than the tight ends kickers are more stable than tight ends are they can score more points than tight ends do which is why we as fantasy and dynasty creators have had to create tight end premium and the tight end premium is not just 1.25 we're talking up to 1.75 you got to start two you got to do all this because it's just such a barren wasteland of just pain and agony for every single person who plays the game. No, I'm not going to waste a rookie pick on him. I don't give a damn if it's Kyle Pitts. And if I avoided Kyle Pitts in that draft class, okay. Whoever I picked did better. So when, when I look at him, I, I, I do see the risk. First of all, his his picture, on I think I would rather see Michael Myers than the picture they have up on this cat on, on playerprofiler.com. He, he looks all sorts of... Uh, not great, Bob. I do like the fact that he athletically his best comp is Zach Ertz because Zach Ertz was 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 a was a pretty nice was was a pretty nice run. But I'm going to reference again that that mock draft we did on the Sonic Truth this past Wednesday, and it was tight end premium. That was in the scoring format we all agreed to when well, we were doing the show because that position sucks. And I said this at the time. I lived through the great tight end class, great in quotation marks, tight end class of 2017, because it was OJ Howard. It was Evan Ingram. It was David Njoku, Gerald Everett. And there's a couple of others that I'm drawing a blank on. I, I've, I've fallen for this banana in the tailpipe before, and I'm not falling for it again. You know, I, I can always trade for one of these guys because you're going to need a two year taxi squad. Last year, Trey McBride really liked Trey McBride, but he got drafted to a team that didn't really use him because a, they had Zach Ertz and B, you know, the quarterback in 2023. So I would rather, instead of investing in like a Michael Mayer, like I love Luke Musgrave. I literally stole Luke Musgrave from the pod father the other night. You know, Matt's a very good drafter and, and, and I'll give the devil his due. He, he sniped me three good times in that draft, but the one time, I was like literally praying, you know, my, my mic was muted. I'm praying. I'm like, please, please, Matt, don't. And he didn't. And I took Luke Musgrave because I would rather take, I got him at the 211 in a 1.75 tight end premium mock draft. And, and, and that's the guy I want. You know, I want him, Sam Laporta. I think it's Zach Kuntz. Those are the guys that I'm going to be drafting because the Darnell Washingtons and the Michael Mayers and even the Dalton Kincaids. Going too early. 
he he's Dalton Kincaid or Meyer. That's going to be the guy the Lions take at twenty. You wait and see. Don't the lion, the, the Lions, me, you evil bastard. That's what the Lions. Don't blame me. That's what the Lions do. They burn first round picks on tight ends, and then they trade them in division so they can get hot. D- different story. But I agree with you. I think Michael Ma- Meyer. Now you got me doing it. Gotcha. God damn it. Michael Mayer could actually wind up being very good. I've seen him going like 15 to the Packers, 20 something to the Cowboys. And that would, that would intrigue me a little bit, but where I think I'm going to have to get him my rookie draft and the guys that'll be going around that. I, I don't think I'm going to do it, Jerry. Nope. Let, let, I'm let, with me you. Hit, let me hit you with one of my guys. Okay. Yep. All right. My, my guy is Sean Tucker. And if you've listened to the dynasty Warzone prior to the last eight days, when we started streaming on, player profiler this is one of my guys love the size love the athleticism love the pass catching ability i think he kind of gets a raw deal he uh in the dynasty dominator app one of the things they have is like teammate score i've not looked at his teammate store but but it can't be very good is syracuse they are they are good at broadcast journalism they are moderately good at basketball they have not been worth a shit since the days of Marvin Harrison Sr., Sr., you know, Dwight Freeney, etc. So, uh, but I love Sean Tucker. He's got the speed, ran a 4.39 at his modified pro day, recently got cleared. Uh, player profiler equates that to a 4.44. Uh, good speed score, 28 rep, reps on the bench press. He does not have a, agility scores listed here, but I am really, really looking to see where the NFL values him. If he gets day two draft capital, even if he goes 90-something overall to a team, I'm going to be even more in. Because when I watch him, and, and, and I'll be honest, I, I'm not a film grinder. I'm I'm not Cody Carpentier. I'm not you know Garrett Price. I'm not that guy. But when I watched what I've watched of him, I love his style. He gets through a hole and he's gone. He was a sprinter. I guess he still technically is a sprinter. He has that sprinter speed. I really want him to get at least fourth round NFL draft capital. And if he does, Jerry, then I am going to be all about this man. I can dig all that. I mean, I, I think that's fair. He's definitely definitely risky, but I'm I'm with you. And the guy that I'm going to talk about sort of the same. Here's the thing. Well, 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 tell me about Sean Tucker, and then I'll I'll give you a minute to to get ready for your next guy because we we, we got to take an, an additional second to uh, to Up hear from the pod father. No, man, we I like to get these breaks in evenly sparsed out. They're only one minute reads, but I like to get them evenly sparsed out throughout the show, Jerry. So anything uh, on Sean Tucker? He kind of I mean, like I'm, a young I, ludicrous. I, I'm fine with Tucker. I'll, I'll take stabs on him. He's not my favorite guy. You definitely like him more than I do. I in in the leagues that I have later picks, I will have him, um, but no nothing crazy. It, it, and it's only because he is sort of risky that I'll take some shots in case my man can hit. Because anybody can. I mean, look at Isaiah Pacheco. I, I at, mean, you know, yeah, I, I, I mean, it happens in the league nowadays. It's you got to take shots on running backs in those later leagues because if they can become starters. You're going to far exceed the value in which you drafted them. I, I, I'm not going to compare him to Pacheco's. I don't think they're the same running right. back. Right? No, no, no. I know. But, I just mean late that, round no, guy I, that can turn in. No, I'm saying you did good. I mean, but but the thing about Pacheco is he has like no insulation. I lo- yeah. I love him for this year. Like I really want him to be a thing. True. But he has like no insulation from a draft capital standpoint. Yeah. Like if something sets their fancy and they want to draft a, a Zach Charbonnet or a Gibbs or a 
Israel, Abanacanda, nothing's going to stop them. And then that tanks, you know, Isaiah Pacheco, who I, I really want to get very little competition in this draft, Jerry. Uh, but if we wanted more on Sean Tucker, you know, if he's going to break out or not and his teammates score and things like that, maybe we uh, we could use a little thing called the uh, breakout finder. Oh, hey, it's a Mr. Breakout Finder coming at you. The Breakout Finder features three key tools, a database of metrics that includes speed score, college dominator, breakout age, but also Breakout Finder only stats like dynamic score, level of competition, teammate score. All of these things are part of the overall Breakout Finder algorithm that pinpoints the probability that a player will break out. Everyone's talking about my model does this and my model does that. Well, we give you the data points that go into the model. We have a feature that lets you compare players. And then we give you the precise probability of every wide receiver, every running back, sorted and filterable by class year. So when I'm talking to my friends and I need to show them why I'm so bullish on Player X, I pull out the breakout finder and bam, there he is. So go to the App Store, go to Google Play. It's five bucks to get the breakout finder and then a couple extra bucks to get some of these additional enhanced stats. Go download it and thank me later. There you go, Jerry. Teammate Listen, score. You're, right. you're, tier, you're a tier one breakout finder. I, I was uh, lucky enough to find you. I found you, you and you broke out five years ago when, when we were recrafting the Dynasty Warzone. I was like, I was given a list of guys that could be the potential co-host. I I, I identified you. I was like, this guy's That was the, wor- the worst rookie draft pick you ever made, buddy. But Dude, you're, you. you uh number one on your shirt, number one in my heart. But uh, g- give me another... Give me another risky rookie that you're looking at in this class. Zach Evans. And, and uh, our homie Matt Kelly just did a little video on him. And I'm I'm essentially just going to regurgitate it because I, I saw it and I couldn't have agreed more. He's a little guy who doesn't catch the ball a ton. Not highly effective. Kendra Miller sent him packing out of TCU. He goes to Ole Miss and he's, he's fine. I mean... 900 yards or something, but like no catches. So he's going to just be a first and second down back in the NFL at 5'11", 200 pounds. And that's the guy I got to draft in the middle of the second round with my rookie picks. I don't think so. I, 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 that's just, that's not going to be it for me. There's too many, too, too, too much risk. With that one, the what I need him to be and what he is are the exact opposite. And it's just you're like a it's like the kid trying to jab the little star shape into the square shape cube. You know, when you got to match the the shapes up, you're just you're just trying to force it and it's not going to work. I mean, listen, you can cut a puzzle piece as much as you want. It's not going to make that picture pretty. It's it's easy, buddy. You, you, you could have told me his best comparable on player profiler was Sony Michelle, and I would have like rubber stamped this one. Ri- risky <laughs> as could be. I mean, I, but I, I would have taken Sony Michelle 100 times out of 100 over Zach Evans. You know, I, I'm, I'm, but, I'm but not, yes, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I'm not the classic film grinder again, like Cody or, or so many guys that do a great job with this. But the film I did watch on him, it's like, you know, you can see effort. Right. Like if, yeah. if you ever if you ever see little kids play sports, soccer, basketball, whatever it is, you can see the ones that are really into it and are given a ton of effort. They may have no earthly clue of what the hell they're doing, but dude, they're giving it hell. And I don't see Zach Evans giving it hell. 
I mean, I, yeah. I just see the guy who's not going to get the extra yard, and I, I don't, I don't see a player who's going to endear himself to a coach. And he's not a special athlete. Again, best comparable on player profiler to Sony Michelle. He ran a four five six forty, uh, four five one in his pro day. Um, decent agility yeah. score, n- not a very bursty athlete. He's just kind of meh. And, and and unlike a lot of the other guys, even the guys that I don't like, I'm being really honest. I don't like Quentin Johnston. I see the reward he he could very much have for I'm fantasy saying. football. Even as a rookie, I totally see it. With well, this guy, I don't. I, I don't see. I don't see much reward. I think he's now in the mock draft. I keep referencing we did the other day. He did not go in the. I don't believe he went in the first three rounds. And I can tell you, I was in that draft. See, like right? after that, I mean, I'll definitely take a shot after that. That's that's fine. I'm cool with that. It's. I saw one the other day, and I think it was like two oh five or something. Kiss my ass. I mean, he didn't catch a lot of passes. His most no, receptions. He, that's what I'm saying. He, 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 he got 12. And, you, mm, and, 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 and and your boy Kenneth Walker has ruined this for all of us. Because <laughs> Kenneth Walker came into the league with this narrative that he, well, he didn't catch a lot of passes at Michigan State. And he caught passes really good in the pros. So now it's always like, now Kenneth Walker has ruined it for me. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what if this guy can't catch passes? I mean, Kenneth Walker did it, but I also don't want to get caught up in that 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 galaxy braining of trying to wonder if everybody can. I would right. like to think we that call that could, Matt Patricia, buddy. You're trying to be the smartest guy in the room if you do that. It, it's tough action, but uh, I've I've got a running back of my own right that that I want to talk talk about, and he was the guy that was the bell of the dynasty ball back in like February around the Senior Bowl. And Tajay Jerry, Spears, who was that, Jerry? Tajay Spears. It was Tajay uh, Spears. He 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 literally lowered the boom on Caleb Williams and the USC Trojans in a bowl game. Great game. I, I saw some ridiculous comps. I saw ridiculous comps to Matt Forte. Uh, his best comparable is Miles Gaskin. And dude, Miles Gaskin was actually pretty. I mean, first of all, he just got re-signed to Miami. You talk about a guy like if I told you Miles Gaskin was going to have like a five or a six. Per, you know, year pro career. Would you believe me? I definitely, I mean, Devi players would have told you he was because they loved him at one point. But when he went in the seventh round, I would have said you were higher than giraffe nuts, my friend. Oh, uh, dude, I, 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 I get it. But like, dude, again, we're, we're, people are quote unquote worried about, you know, Jameer Gibbs's size. Jerry, didn't you say you were worried about his size? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tajay Spears is one inch taller and two pounds heavier, and not yeah, the pass I mean, yeah. catcher. He doesn't have. He's not fast. He ran a four five four at his pro day. That that equivalates to a. Is that even a word? It, it, it equates to a four <laughs> five nine forty. He's got a thirtieth percentile speed score. Now he's got good burst, which means he jumps well. But is that something to write home about? I mean, he's a guy that's probably going to go in the mid third. I'm fine with him there. I still think it's risky. I think the guys going in that range, I just draft capital is going to do a lot to tell me whether or not I'm going to have draft. Do do you think he's a day two pick? Uh, I mean, he has been getting a lot of hype, but that could also just be smoke and mirrors. I I don't really think so. I mean, I I would like it because I, I am a Spears guy. I just, I like guys that have good contact balance and he has great contact balance. So, but so I'm before, with you. Let me R- risky you. as hell, I, I, but let me hit you with something real quick. 
Okay. So shoot. over 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 his, so he's supposed to be a, a pretty good pass catcher, right? And he's not bad. No. Over the over the last two years, he's had 41 receptions, okay? Not the worst. Zach Charbonnet had 37 this past year in one year. Yeah. And, and if I'd ask you before I hit you with those numbers, if I would have said, hey, Jerry, who's a better pass catcher, Tajay Spears or Zach Charbonnet? Be honest. Would you have said Spears or Charbonnet? Well, you got to remember, I grew up in the shadow of Ann Arbor, so I was with him. But I know that the common narrative would have been Tajay Spears for sure. And, and and he can catch passes, but to me, Jameer Gibbs is a pass catcher. Roshan, 100%. Roshan Johnson's a pretty good pass catcher. Bijan, we don't hear enough. I mean, people talk about he can catch passes. That dude's a pass catcher. I don't think Tajay Spears is all that special in the pass catching game. I think that's what a lot of people who are going to be drafting him are going to hang their hat on. So for me, Jer, I, I, I consider Tajay a little risky. Let's uh let's hear your final guy. All right. We got to go quarterback, right? We haven't we haven't talked to any quarterbacks. I, I got mean, a I'm quarterback gonna... too. What, you do? What, okay. Do. Look at us. We're like All real right. professionals. Uh I went with the guy one of Heisman, went to Alabama. Bryce Young, man. Here's the thing. Historically speaking, quarterbacks of his stature don't do well. And my man did great. So let's let's think of the outliers that we're going to have to compare him to, okay? Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray ran a 4-3-40 and ran for a bazillion yards at Oklahoma. Okay, so he's not him. He doesn't compare to him. Uh, Russell Wilson. He's like 5'11", something like that. Also, great runner at NC State and at Wisconsin. Broke my heart in the 2011 National Championship while I sat on the third level of Lucas Oil Stadium. Saddest a football game has ever made me. Russell Wilson spit in my face that day. Bryce Young ain't doing that. You know how many rushing yards Bryce Young had last year, Randy? Ballpark? Nine. Okay, more than that. He had 185. A hundred of them. A hundred of the 185 that he had was in the first game against Utah State. So over the next 12 or 13 games, he had 85 rushing yards. Would you suggest that that is a person that is going to run the ball? Uh, I hope I, that he. I hope that he doesn't. I would argue that he is not going to be a very efficient runner in the NFL. So that means he's a small-statured quarterback who's going to have to sit in the pocket, and you know who that means I have to compare him to? Drew Brees. So I need this man to be Drew Brees to be successful. That's a, It's a tough sell is all I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not saying he can't do it because he has looked great and he has had good talent at Alabama, not as good as it has been in the past, but still very good. He has won big games. He has looked good in those games. He very much seems like a good prospect. But to say he's not risky because of his size is just, False. You're lying to yourself. The well, the I'm, history I'm of that position. So so th- th- this will make for good Give radio. It to me. Sure. Do you know why outside of the shoulder injury, why why Drew Brees played to forty, and he never really got hurt outside of the one shoulder injury in in San Diego, because why he that? he knew how to get rid of the ball. Now, if you want to say he's risky because he doesn't have the upside of a QB one. I'm going to give you a big thumbs up. The day and age of the Drew Brees, the Peyton Mannings, the Immobile, basically the QBs that lack the Konami code. If if you were to say to me, 
that's why I think he's risky is that he doesn't have that. But I think from an injury, Tua, Baker, guys of that of that playing style, they think they're more athletic than than they are. You know, Kyler Murray is that athletic. I think Bryce Young is smart enough that he's not going to put himself in harm's way. I think if you have a running back that catches passes and one of these rookie quarterbacks get drafted to that team, he's the one you want. Let's just say hypothetically, I know he's not going to, but let's say hypothetically that he went to San Francisco. Dude, that's a huge win for Christian McCaffrey. Or if he went to in anywhere where you I have mean, he like, could go to Carolina with Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is a pretty good pass catcher. You know, that's the funny thing. Everybody keeps talking shit about Miles Sanders. You know, he had like 60 targets and 54 receptions his rookie year with, with Carson Wentz. Yeah. P- people seem to forget that because he spent the last two and a half seasons with Jalen Hurts and just Jalen Jalen Hurts did, did, he he does it. I think I think Miles Sanders has got sneaky, sneaky PPR upside. So I, I disagree. I mean, anything else you want to bury? You want to bury uh, Bryce? I, how uh, do you disagree though? I mean, this man's going one oh one. I think one oh one ish. One oh one ish. I mean, no, I, I guess Bijan's going one oh one. But he's he's one oh two, one oh three, one oh four. The, 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 this is little little fella who doesn't run. Little fella, I, I need him. Capable. I need it. I if if that's going to be the case, the, the only outlier is Drew Brees, which means but, but I need if, him to be Drew Brees, and that's just but what psychotic. If he can be Kirk Cousins. What if he can be Kirk Cousins? Okay, I and, mean Kirk and, Cousins and, is six foot four that, though. That, like that, he can that, see that, over the offensive line well. But but again, that's what I'm saying. He, like he, I need I need distribute. him to I need him to be an immensely accurate quarterback. In a size stature and a size profile that is not congruent with what has been successful in the league historically, it's a tough. I, I understand. I, I, like I I'm understand. not saying I'm not going to have Bryce Young, but his cost. What is QB is he for you? That. What QB is he for you? Probably three. If I mean, I still like Stroud. I, Congratulations I on getting that wrong. He should be two. Uh, but I'm, I mean, I'm going to say I'm going to take a shot on whether Will Levis or Anthony Richardson ends up in a situation that I find arousing. I'll probably put him either one of those at two just because I want to try and hit the grand slam with it. But also, I just think Stroud's nice and safe. I'll plug in Mr. Safe Man and we'll call it good. Well, also, well, I'm I, but also let me just say I'm more likely to just take Jackson Smith and Jigba with any of those rookie picks over any of these quarterbacks. But that's me. And I know I've referenced it several times, but go listen to that Sonic Truth mock draft. I think Jackson Smith and Jigba did go two overall, if I remember correctly. That's, that's where he would go for me. And, and so I have a quarterback as well, but this bears repeating. This is the first year I've done it, and I'm starting to hear more people say it. I'm not saying I originated it, except I originated it. And that is, you should draft these four quarterbacks this year based on your current roster. Again, if your QB2 is someone safe, like a Kirk Cousins, a, a, a Derek Carr, um, who else is safe? Like a like a, a an Aaron Rodgers is even technically safe, even though he's maybe got a year or two left. Right. That is the perfect that is the perfect situation where you add a Will Levis or an Anthony Richardson. But if you got like a like a true wild man, a, a dice throw back there, that then then you need someone more. Maybe you have Geno Smith. Maybe you have Jared Goff. Maybe you have Kirk Cousins, and you feel like maybe you got one year left. So you have a year to play. You have a year to play with. You have say I got I got twenty twenty three 
So I can afford to gamble on one of these young high-end guys. I can afford to gamble on Levis. I can afford to gamble on a rich because I can see what they do because I've got my Kirk cousins. I've got my Geno Smith. I've got 2023 covered, but I, I know I've got, I've got a big shot in 2024, but I, I did pick Will Levis as my, was my riskiest guy. Now Levis is my guy. He's hundred percent your guy. I got the fish eye the other night when I took him 105 overall. I took him ahead of Stroud, and I do not care. I love Will Levis. Now, the one thing that concerns me about Will Levis that would concern me with any of these quarterbacks, which is the exact opposite of why I don't think your boy Bryce Young is that that risky, is Will Levis took a lot of sacks last year. Now, I think part of it was because he played hurt, but he took 37 sacks last year. That makes me nervous. You get behind the chains. You take a lot of sacks in the SEC. I mean, that's big boy football. That's like, uh, for you baseball fans out there, that's like AAA. If, if you know, the NFL is the major leagues, then the SEC is AAA, that one level below. And, and if you got hurt there taking a lot of sacks, you're going to get hurt in the NFL taking a lot of sacks. That makes me That makes me nervous, especially for a guy that doesn't have the best mechanics. I know he's working with Jordan Palmer, the quote-unquote guru who helped Josh Allen with his throwing mechanics. And I do believe that Will Levis can be a really good quarterback, but I, I, I have to acknowledge that he is super risky. I hope he can get back to his 2021 season where he only had 16 total sacks. But for that more to double, I know he played with a lot of injuries. He had a, a lesser supporting cast in 2022. But I, I have to admit there is a su substantial amount of risk with his playing style and the fact that when you get drafted in the top five to seven, you typically go to a bad team and they're bad because they usually have a bad offensive line. These are all things that that I, I really worry about. I'm hoping that he's completely healthy and he's a little bit more scrambly with the ability to scramble a little bit, extend plays. And uh, I, I will not be sad if he winds up a Colt on Thursday night, Jerry. No, you're going to be the happiest fucking camper on the planet. Don't lie to these people. This His is what ADP I will say. just goes to the moon. <laughs> here's, here's a little secret that I'm going to tell outside of school. All of the quarterbacks are risky. All these, rookie, pick, all these I, rookie picks are risky. They all carry oh, some sort okay, of risk. Okay, you little turd. I mean, that's true. But I, I mean, the, the, the quarterbacks in general. Anthony uh, Richard, yeah, of 100%. But maybe. Natural, he has, well, no, he has natural insulation. He's, yes, he, 100%. He could, he could be bad. He could be bad and or get hurt this year. Yeah, he, and he he's still going to be just as valuable next year. Yeah, if he does what David Montgomery did early in his career, it, his value will still it, be it, through the roof just because of his name. His reputation bought him yes. a little bit more uh, ADP insulation. So that's what makes him safe, even if you're doing startups right now and you can draft the actual rookies. You're actually buying a lot of insulation at his ADP, but you want to talk about all these guys are rookies. Are well, risky just rookies. just just the just the quarterbacks in general. Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young—they all have reasons that they could absolutely fall on their face. Yeah, I I think either one. I think two of them are just going to be bad, and I think one will be fine for a while. History uh, indicates you're correct. What, I just one, I, what, one I don't see any of them as like. It, well, it, it, the only one I think that can be a star is Anthony Richardson, and I just I don't know if I'm ready to believe that. But well, history says you're going to get one star, you're going to get one serviceable starter, and the rest of the guys are going to be journeymen to bust at best. And uh, that's you know, and I don't want to 
Rich Rebar was on with Matt a couple of weeks ago on the Mind of Mansion, and, and he was talking about Justin Fields. You know, that's what you know. And Trey Lance. Sorry, guys. I mean, we we've already got our bust, so and far. we've already we, we've already got our bust. Well, our bust is Zach is Zach Wilson. You're yeah. hoping for a, rec- a reclamation project. Your stars, Trevor Lawrence. Is Justin Fields your your serviceable you know quarterback? Maybe not a superstar, because that's where because because Trey Lance, at least out of all those guys, is the mystery box. Yeah, you don't. You know, it could be anything. Even could a, boat. Be a boat. Even a boat. So Jerry, that that is a show. That is our riskiest rookie picks. Um, we'll be back here. I think next week. I think it's pretty simple. What our show topic is going to be is going to be instant reactions. You know, some instant reaction stock up, stock down. I think that's the way the way to do it. Now, Jerry, where are you watching this rookie draft at? Uh, probably my cell phone. I'll be at work, so I will have the video playing, and I will just continually watch it. Hopefully, my boss is not a subscriber of Player Profiler or Dynasty Warzone because that's a hundred percent what's going to happen. Now, the good news is I manage a place that has a lot of TV, so I should be able to see it. I shouldn't have to do it on my phone, but I promise one eyeball. Now, who's the, local, who's, the, who's the local team? Like, obviously, um, I live... So, Iowa was weird because they don't have, you know, they just have corn. I got to guess Minnesota and Kansas City. Those are my guesses. Two guesses. Uh, I would say, it, yes, for sure. Majority Kansas City, though. Mostly, it's a bunch of Chiefs fans, which... Cool Super Bowl champions, and I'm a Lions fan, so that never works out. But yeah, a lot, a lot of Vikings too. All right, last question. I'll get you out of here. Is there a uh, a trade? Like we we heard the rumor of an alleged trade for Derrick Henry to the Philadelphia Eagles over the weekend. It's not been confirmed. I, I think that makes sense though, because this is the last year that Jalen Hurts is on that cheap deal. Because the following year, that big extension he just signed kicks in. The big money really kicks in. The big yep. cap hit kicks in. And I think Derrick Henry's contract's pretty pretty easily able to get out of right. after this year. Plus, he's like 29. So this kind of has that all-in feel. Are there any other trades like that, that that really have you on the edge of your seat that, that you think you'll see in the next three to four days? You know, I, I mean, that one would be awesome just because I – have actually traded for a ton of Derrick Henry just because he's old and busted and dynasty players don't like old and busted players that get 1,700 yards four seasons in a row or whatever he's had. Uh, I love him. It's though. funny how uh, that works. Yeah, right. I, I they, love they, guys they, they, they love sizzle. They just don't like steak. Um, but honestly, I'm just excited for the draft because I know like we're going to get Aaron Rodgers is going to get moved on the draft. I would guess. I, I'm assuming at this point that's what that has been you know, waiting on there's going to be some fireworks. I just, I got a hard time believing to see how free agency has shaped up over the last couple of years in this league and how draft night has turned out. I mean, tons of trades. I mean, we had multiple wide receivers going last year. I would love to see some more stuff like that. And a lot of teams need wide receivers. So I would love to see that too. Isn't that wild that this class is not great from a, a wide receiver standpoint? I mean, I like Zay Flowers and and I like Marvin Mims way more than most. Uh, of, of course, you got Jackson Smith and Jigba, but man, I, I I think normally I'm a big draft running back and trade for wide receiver guy. I, I came away from that mock draft the other day without a running back, and I didn't love it because it felt very atypical for me. Like right. normally I'm I'm gonna take a stab, but a again the Podfather was right in front of me, and he was taken. 
he was taking significant value at the running back position. Like he was just vacuuming it up right in front of me. So that didn't help. But I don't I don't mind this wide receiver class because to your point, I mean, can you think of a team that's just like and, and we're good at wide receiver? I mean, even no, that's even even Cincinnati, who's got Boyd and Higgins and 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 Chase, it's like they still need somebody because next year they gotta pay T Higgins. And yeah, then they, they then, then they gotta pay Burrow. And then they I mean, and and by the time it's all said and done, you're gonna have probably a $20 million wide receiver, a $25 million wide receiver, and a $50 million quarterback. That's three guys taking up yeah, about and if, 35, and if they don't get 40%. a Super Bowl next year, they ain't gonna do that. Yeah. So I I think that's the big I think the big trade that you could see it may not happen because the team just got sold or is quasi sold. Is I think if I if I'm a GM and I like if I'm and I don't know how I make it, it happen under the cap, but if I'm a if I'm a GM, I'm reaching out to the commandos and I'm seeing what's the acquisition cost on Terry McLaren. Signed an extension, got the deal. You kind of know they, how you yeah, would be they, able to they ain't gonna win nothing. So. I mean, you're paying a guy, you got Jahan Dotson. You know, if I guess they wouldn't trade with the Cowboys, but there's got to be like, if you're an AFC team, you know, how, how do you get Terry McLaren to the Chargers? Right. Or uh, maybe not the Raiders, but, but you kind of get my point. You know, you got to be able to fit it cap wise, try to get him to another conference. But Jerry, I could sit here and think of hyperbole and you know just get crazy in the week this all time night. next week we won't have to buddy we won't we won't have to manufacture any more content we've talked about all the 40s we've talked about all the burst scores all the player profiler comparables none of that shit matters this time next week next nope. week make sure you're tuned in um, not only to the player profiler youtube channel but the dynasty warzone youtube channel i did uh drops during the body of the show for the the Dynasty Dominator app and the Breakout Finder app, as well as I, I threw out and mentioned our patron, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. I threw all that out there, and, and I 100% get and respect if you're not able, because sometimes we're just not able to, to sure. you know donate or you know subscribe to do everything we want to do. We have other responsibilities. Totally cool but a 100% free way to help the Player Profiler YouTube channel, the Dynasty Warzone YouTube channel, is to rate and review the shows on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, and uh, you know, commenting, upvoting, thumbs-upping, subscribing to everything on YouTube. All of those things are free. Take a, a, a just a few seconds of your time, and all of that helps both channels. So search Player Profiler everywhere. Search Dynasty Warzone everywhere, and you'll continue to get more of our Dynasty content, Jerry. It's the 101 it, it, of helping us out. It's the 101 of help. It's the freest 101. There's tons of ways to help out Player Profiler and the Dynasty Warzone. We love talking shop with you. Make sure you get in here next week. We'll be more than happy to answer your questions. How about that, Jerry? Oh, so ready. I am so, so ready. So ready. Well, let's get out of here, man. There's another show coming up behind us. At least there, there usually is. But that man's name is Jerry Sinclair. You can follow him on Twitter at DWZ. You can follow me at DWZ Memphis. You can follow the show everywhere at playerprofiler.com and at Dynasty Warzone. So let's get out of here, Jerry. And remember, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. See you guys here next week.
Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. As a member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, Shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak